Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing things that matter most to you. Local experts answering your questions. Call 855-765-1045. That's 855-765-1045. Now, smart money on 104.5 WOKV. Now, here's your hosts, Mike Ellis and Corey Schrader. Good morning, Jacksonville, and welcome to Smart Money. We're live on this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. Of course, it is a little brisk outside. I'm Mike Ellis. Hey, and Corey Trader. How we doing, Mike? Well, it's a like I said, a gorgeous weekend. Got anything fun planned for this weekend? Man, I always got stuff going. <laughs> I got uh, actually. So the kids are ice skating this morning, and we've been putting up all the Christmas decorations. Hopefully, I'll get the lights on the top of the house here by the end of this week. Um, but you know, ultimately just trying to uh, come out of the turkey coma from uh, last week, and, you know, the daughter hit 13, so I got a lot of things cooking, man. Ooh, it's the, crazy. The magical teenage years are here, huh? Yeah, she, yeah, she's she's a good one. She's a good one, but, uh, you know, so if anyone has any advice for me, feel free to call in today uh, because I will need it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was good. We, we took her down to Orlando after we visited the folks down in West Palm, so it was, it was great. What would you end up doing for Turkey Day? Uh, the day after, I was already up on a ladder hanging stuff from the soffits. So I already oh, have cool. the Christmas lights up. <laughs> well, if you are busy, come by and put them up for me. That works for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. And we welcome you to the show. If it's your first time listening, happy to have you with us. We hope that you can stay with us for the full two hours. Also want to give a very special thank you to our regular listeners. God bless you, and thank you for your listening loyalty. You guys really make up this show, and I pray that your numbers remain ever-increasing. So what's smart money about? Well, Corey, my goal is to arm you with the knowledge <clears throat> the knowledge that you need to pursue your personal and financial goals. We do that in two ways. First, we're going to bring you recent events, whether they're national, international, or global, and we bring them back down to you and your home and how they impact you, your your family's finances, your businesses, etc. And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to open up the lines to you and your financial questions. That's right. It becomes your show at 1030. So start getting those questions ready and give us a call at 855-765-1045. Now, don't worry, I'll be spouting that number off plenty of times during the show. But again, that's 855-765-1045. Also, something that's very important to us, Smart Money and our firm, Madden Advisory Services, are a Christian-based radio show and a Christian-based firm. We're founded on the principles and the values of Jesus Christ. Now, I bring that up so that you know the moral compass that guides how we strive to live our lives and to serve others. Something that's missing in in too many places today. So, topics of the week. Well, with vaccines on the way soon, it's time to talk stimulus old, stimulus new, Washington talks to tide us through. As repurposed an old rhyme. Um, Corey, what happened on the markets this week? 
Come on, man. You can't start rhyming up in here. Oh, I can rhyme <laughs> up in here. I'm on the radio. Lord. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. This is about to be a, a nice little Christmas rhyme. I can I can feel it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So the markets, uh, if anyone's been paying attention, um, we're apparently just going to keep going. We're just going to keep trudging along. Uh, markets actually did quite well this week, and a lot of it still did come on the backside of, of course, the vaccines. Um, you know, we have – it's crazy. The, the market's historic rally extended to the first week of December, which is crazy that we're already here, even though we did see a slowdown in hiring that was revealed in the jobs numbers reports. Um, major indexes still closed at record highs, and Treasury yields rose. Uh, treasury yields are those um, bonds that are – basically paid out by the U.S. Treasury or the government. Um, this all reflected expectations for additional fiscal stimulus. And we've been seeing a lot on the news with Pelosi and Schumer and, and oh, Megan, why did his name just escape me? McConnell and all them being on the radio, or radio, being on the TV showing all of this. Uh, the U.S. economy did add about 245,000 jobs in November, but still missed estimates with given a spike in COVID infections and, of course, renewed restrictions and activity. Uh, the unemployment rate did decline to 6.7. Keep in mind, this was what, Mike, up in the 15s? Oh my goodness! In March. Yep. So it did decline from six uh, from six nine to six seven, and the participation rate, which is what most people look like, look at, also did decline. But it just means that more people are exiting the labor force. Maybe they're retiring. Maybe they're just you know moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, so that does play into it. So the number may be slightly higher, maybe around 9% when you look at true unemployment. Uh, but it is still relatively low. It's, you know, I, the way I look at it is 90% of the economy is working, 10% maybe is just not doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the silver lining is the downshift in job gains could apply pressure to lawmakers to reach an agreement. Uh, on a new stimulus package, which we're talking about today, before the end of the year. And, of course, if that happens, everyone, get ready because, again, we're going to have more money in the system, which pushes more opportunity for the markets to go higher as well as spending to go higher. Now, I say this interestingly, but my oil people are going to be so happy to hear from me today because energy shares have been bouncing back like crazy. Uh, OPEC came out and uh, as well as other major oil producers reached an agreement to ease output cuts more gradually next year than previously planned while utilities uh, stocks kind of went down a little bit. So my oil people have got to be happy because I know the gains went to a nine month high after that news came out. So as I get to the end of the numbers here, you're going to be really happy. So what's on the horizon? We got three things. We got vaccine hopes. Which again, we're going to be talking about. You got the economy with uh, some headwinds by uh, COVID, but again, you got the vaccine coming out. So, what does that look like when people are able to be released? And then, of course, you got fiscal stimulus, which hopefully uh, won't be so large that it taxes our economy, but maybe can get the actual needed relief that a lot of retail folks and, and hospitality people need. Uh, so those are a lot of things that are coming on. Uh, we do have a lot of momentum coming into the Santa, Santa Claus rally here. And, of course, the thought is, is, Corey, are we going higher or is now the market going to crash? Because I just saw a wonderful article on Market Watch. That says the exact same thing. Stock yeah, market values recently reached levels seen on the eve of 1929 crash by one measure. So 
you know, part of our role here is to make sure that you guys don't really fall for a lot of that headline nonsense. So we're going to talk about that today, but let's talk about what did the markets do on the week and the year. The Dow right now is up 1% on the week. Year-to-date, it's up 6%. S&P 500 is up one7 on the week, up year-to-date 145 What COVID recession? And, of course, the NASDAQ up 2.1 on the week, year-to-date 38.9. Crazy. And, and my oil, folks, if you all remember, it was down 40% six weeks ago. It was up 1.1 on the week, and year-to-date now only down 24.6. So um, keep keep thinking. Maybe that will hit positive this year. And, of course, for bonds, if you're not a big fan, they were down half a percent this week, but they're still 7% up on the year. So, again, a lot of good things with the market. Uh, asset prices are continuing to go up. We still have some headwinds with vaccines, and you know we continue to pray that things get better. But right now things are looking pretty optimistic, and uh, I'm okay with that. Well, you missed the uh, the small cap in there, too. Russell 2000, I think, posted about 2% on the week, and I think it's up like 13 and a half or somewhere in there on the year. Yeah, so, so even the small companies are, are doing a lot better than you'd think during a year where we had a recession. Yeah, and, and, and specifically, I mean, with that, even, even though those, a lot of those small companies are coming back, there's still a lot of headwind in that area that's way bigger than, you know, the, the larger companies like your Microsoft, your Apple. So, you know, those companies, if you're in New York or if you're in Chicago, Oh, there, my gosh. We'll no be doubt. praying for you. There's a lot of streets. <laughs> so be careful. Some of those states. Be careful because it's not all good news in those small companies by any means. But, yeah, I get your point. Absolutely. Well, folks, we got to take a short information timeout. Then we'll hop right back into the vaccine and stimulus conversation. You're listening to 104.5. That's WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Smart Money Time is 10:17. And did you know? All right, people, we got Christmas coming up, so let's let's impress our friends. So, Mike, when was <laughs> when was Christmas originally on? What day was it originally on? I don't know. I guess you're going to have to tell me after the break. Well, we'll find out after the break. Oh, you missed it. Boom, boom. I didn't miss it. I feel like, I feel like this is going to be a long lead-in. <laughs> Best rock and roll song ever. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you there. But is this considered? I mean, I Papa was a Rolling Stone. Is that a rock song? <laughs> That's the temptation. Every song that they did rocked. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that. I mean. But I mean, that song's got it all, man. It's got the funky bass run. It's got the cool solo. It's got the horns. It's got oh, the yeah. high and low vocals. Oh, it's, 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 it's got harmonies. It's all in and, there. And hey, it's, just, it's, it's this, everywhere. It's this everything. is a high-fidelity uh, headset person's dream right here. Listen, earth, wind, and fire. Let's make it happen today. So. <laughs> but anyway, Jacksonville. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Smart Money on 104.5 WOKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. Smart Money Time. Sorry, I had to get into persona there. Smart Money Time is 1022. We're going to be opening up the line soon, so get those financial questions ready. That number is 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. Did you know? Uh, so here's the good news, Mike. You actually got it right because nobody knows. Uh, oh, when, when, dang, son. Because How did I do that? 
Well, here's here's what it is. So Christmas obviously celebrates the birth of Jesus. Um, there's no mention of December 25th in the Bible. Uh, most historians actually posit that Jesus was born in early spring, um, and his birthday, of course, itself didn't become an official holiday until the 3rd century. Uh, but they believe the date of December 25th was actually chosen because it coincided with the pagan festival of Saturnalia, which honored the agricultural god of Saturn with celebrating it and gift-giving. So... Drop that on some people this year. No, I'm good. That's too much to remember. Have a splendid Saturnalia, Jacksonville. Saturnalia. <laughs> oh, fun to say. It is fun to say. It rolls off the tip of your tongue. Fun little uh, Christmas history fact also. Uh, earliest recorded mention of, his, of uh, Christmas historically comes from uh, 336 A.D. in the time of the Roman Emperor Constantine, who Ooh. was the first Christian Roman Emperor. Aha. <laughs> this could get out of hand. <laughs> I know. We, we, all right. All right. All Wikipedia right. is a wonderful thing. It uh, is, right? Wikipedia, is that a reliable source? We need to fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stimulus old, stimulus new. Washington talks to Titus through. What the heck am I talking about? Well, until the vaccines make their rounds, that's going to be this, the tune of the government. We have seen several companies announce some of their Phase 3 initial trial results, and so far it's all been, all been very encouraging news. Thanks to President Trump's lifting of bureaucratic red tape with Operation Warp Speed, something that normally intentionally is slowed to a crawl and takes well over a year, took only about nine months. And with figures like 94 and 95 percent effectiveness, it won't take long for COVID to become irrelevant. Just for context, numbers like that are numbers from the likes of the smallpox vaccine and the polio vaccine, and we all know how many problems we have with those nowadays. So it's no wonder that the market's gone bonkers after hearing all the vaccine news that's been uh, been kicking out from Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and the others. The biggest problems right now are production and storage conditions. There is one thing that Operation Warp Speed, combined with all the other publicity around COVID, did to the vaccine development, and that is the more effective vaccines are very demanding when it comes to storing them because the companies want to make them available as soon as possible. So they got it out before refining it further. Um, that means that to keep these vaccines effective, instead of being able to just use a regular refrigerator and have it be good for like two years, um, you got to keep it in negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit for one of them, which is colder than the coldest temperature ever recorded in Antarctica. And the other one that's really effective, the Moderna vaccine, has to be kept at a temperature of negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the temperature of your deep freezer out in your garage, if you have one. So that tends to mean that only pretty well-equipped places would be able to hold on to these vaccines long enough for them to keep effective. Um, so that is something that obviously the rest of the world needs refined. Places like America, Germany, Canada, we have the equipment and the money to store some of these things uh, in most medical facilities. Now, with production, it'll take some time to get enough doses around the U.S. and other countries before declaring everyone can declare victory over this virus. And in the meantime, many states are having some pretty quote-unquote, big spikes in infection. At this point, about 4% of the U.S. population has been confirmed to have caught COVID since we started counting. And based on that's based on CDC's numbers. 
and some states have started increasing their restrictions and closing schools again. Now, considering an average flu season carries between about 7 to 14 percent infection rate and COVID is supposed to be passed much more easily, that does mean that all this attention and all the precautions around the virus are working way more than anybody could have expected, but not without other impacts. Uh, with many of these states increasing restrictions over the last few weeks, we saw that job and economic recovery slow down pretty steeply in November. The economy only added 245,000 jobs in November versus the 610,000 in October. And like Corey mentioned earlier, about 2% of the working population decided to stop trying to find work. They either decided to re retire early or got disenfranchised and stopped searching. So the decrease in the labor participation rate to about 61.5% of the population. Now, the unemployment rate, while recovering over half of the jobs lost earlier in the year during the total near-total lockdowns, is still sitting at about 6.7%. Now, for context, that's usually where unemployment peaks during a normal U.S. recession. So, there, not everything is all sunshine and roses, particularly in some of these states that still have all those lockdowns and whatnot. Enter the rekindled stimulus talks. Republicans and Democrats in the Problem Solvers Caucus started bringing their fellow lawmakers on board for another stimulus, and this time around, it looks like it might have some legs. The new number is about $900 billion and falls eerily close to Trump's early, earlier proposed targeted stimulus bill. What's more, in a rare common-sense move, the bill repurposes unused CARES Act money of about $600 billion, meaning that if it passes in its current form, that it's relatively less new government debt, only adding about $300 billion in new spending. It primarily focuses on supporting small businesses, some additional support for the unemployed, and a bit of money to, to states to help distribute and administer vaccines and other COVID-related issues as, uh, as those things come available. Now, it's an entirely different conversation if we would need the stimulus or not, or if local or state governments imposing, with these local and state governments imposing restrictions on their citizens. But uh, many of the states that remained open or less restrictive have fared much better economically through this year. But if this next stimulus bill comes to pass, what can we expect? Well, the initial proposal contained $288 billion in small business aid, such as Paytech Paycheck Protection Program loans, $160 billion in state and local government relief, $180 billion to fund the, a $300 per week supplement to unemployment benefits through March, and it would put $16 billion into vaccine distribution testing and contact tracing, and then $82 billion into education, and lastly, $45 billion into transportation. Uh, there's also a small amount that would be allocated to funds for rental assistance, child care, and broadband for those that uh, have to do school from home and whatnot, all in an attempt to tide us through the bulk of America receiving a vaccine and feeling good about going back out again. That's what this is all about, is tide people through until somebody can put the victory signs up in the air and said, we did it, we beat it, everybody can come out of their hobbit hole. Because that's basically what happened up north. Um, you know, a lot of us down here in Florida, we forget because we haven't been locked down since May. Mm -hmm. Up north, there are people that still have not been allowed to leave their houses for going on nine months now. Not been yeah. allowed. 
Yep. Not even chose not to. They haven't been allowed. <laughs> yep. So. Ugh. That yep. drives me nuts. Anyway. Motormouth me, as Hank used to say all the time. Going over. It is now 1031, smart money time. So. We're yeah. up at that magical hour, though, and when we come back, lines are open. That's right. It's your show. So get those questions ready and make sure you give us a call at 855-765-1045. Call and call now. Again, that's 855-765-1045. You're listening to 104.5 WOKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. We're going to bring you up-to-date Fox National News, local weather and traffic patterns. But first, the most important part, did you know? Uh-huh. So, obviously, we're all pretty much shopping for, for people. What is the average amount of people that one person shops for every single year? So, on average, how much do one person buy for? So, how many people are you buying for, Mike? Oh, well, I've got four. Well, you only buying for just those four? Oh, uh, no, 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 you're right. Totally forgot all the Ah, uh, see? Well, so, if you don't know, we'll find out after the break. Jacksonville, welcome back to Smart Money on 104.5 WKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is Smart Money and lines are open, so give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. Ready to get those financial questions up and out there. <clears throat> Did you know? All right, so on average, most people spend for about eight people. Um, usually it ranges anywhere from one to nine, but uh, especially given what's been going on this year, uh, it seems like it's going to be trending a little bit on the higher end this year. So, yeah, to hear that you said you're only four people, I'm like, you sure about that? Yeah, <laughs> it seems really kinda, low. Kind of forgot to start counting the, you know, the um, brothers and sisters the ancillary. and all and Let's their see. kids and everybody Bartender, else. Bartender, table waitress, <laughs> door guy, parking attendant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A okay. couple other things. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> hey, these are the people in my neighborhood, man. Hey, yeah. sure uh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You got the man. My number keeps climbing. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we got John over in Middleburg. He's got a question about inherited money. John, how are you doing today? Doing fine, sir. Outstanding. Well, God bless. Thanks for giving us a call. What's yeah, what's going what's on? What's going on? Um, my mom passed away a couple months ago. I'm not trying to rush anything, but I'm 63, have no retirement, uh, raised three kids. My wife never works, so I've just all my money's went to paying bills and keeping everything done, no debt. Uh, I've got a possibility of paying my house off. I was going to pay that off this year without the inheritance. Okay. Just trying to figure out what the first thing to do is. I've listened through the years to the shows, and I didn't know I was trying to do a Roth or an uh, uh, IRA or something like that for me and my wife if I could do 17, uh, 19 and 20, or what the rules are, all that kind of thing. If that would be the first step I need to do. I've, she's got stocks and stuff, but I'm just trying to take this slowly, but uh, wanted to know what I needed to do before the end of the year. Okay. Now, as far as the uh, as far as far the inheritance goes, did that come to you by way of an IRA, or is it in a taxable account? It's all life, all life insurance and annuities. 
Okay. 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 Now, on the annuities, do you happen to know what type of annuity it is? Is it qualified or not qualified? I have no idea. I think she's got two with two different companies, if I remember okay. correct. Okay. Um, the the life insurance money, that stuff, that's all fairly fairly straightforward, not too difficult. The the ones that you're right. going to want to get some additional information about are those annuities because there can be some very specific consequences depending on what type of annuities they are, et cetera. Um, so that would be something that I would definitely get some some added info about um, so I won't be able to necessarily give you an idea on those today because I don't know what type they are right, um, right. but on the other um, you, you mentioned doing a Roth or doing an IRA um, obviously you, you and both you and your wife still working my wife doesn't work and I'm still working and I'll, I'll probably work till good age in my life. I'm a construction worker, so I don't make a whole lot of money, but uh, my bills are paid. Okay. Got a tent, only owe about 5000 on my house, so I was thinking about paying that off this year with a little bit of savings that I had. Okay. Okay. And then on the, um, as far as savings do go, uh, after you pay off the house, uh, about how much are you going to have left over still in, a, in your savings after that? Pre- Nothing. That'll take out the savings before the inheritance. Okay. I'm talking all that was on my own. I was able to pay that off. I'm not banking on anything with the inheritance. She had stocks. Her house, you know, I might sell it or rent it. She had a piece of rental property with a mobile home. I've got okay. to split all this with my brother 50-50, so that's kind of trying to work that in, and his health is bad. But I'm just trying to figure out what's the very first thing I should do as far as a retirement for me and my wife. Yep. So the very the very first thing I would do before I even jump into the retirement thing is make sure you replenish your emergency savings. Believe it or not, that's one of the most impactful things that you can have for yourself because if you have right. that, then you don't have to worry if something happens, you get in a car accident, a tree falls on the house, whatever. Right. You don't have right. to worry about, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Where am I going to pull this from? Is it a good time? And all those right. other litany of questions. So that would be the right. first thing is, is reestablish the savings. Now, from there, um, with your income, uh, you'll be able to make contributions to a, either a Roth or a traditional IRA, um, so either post-tax right. or pre-tax. Um, and your wife can make one, too. Uh, she gets to piggyback off of your income. Right. Um, so that that amount for each of you, about how old are you guys? I'm 63. She's 62. Okay. So you guys can do up to 7,000 per person into one of the okay. uh, one or both of those account types. So the total is seven grand per person into okay. either an IRA or a Roth. Uh, okay. Which of those two would you suggest at my age and her age? So more than likely, based on what you've said so far, um, are you expecting that your your income in retirement would be lower than your income right now? Uh, probably because I have no retirement at all. I'm self-employed. Okay. So, so then, if I don't work, I don't get paid. So basically it's going to be Social Security and whatever I can do with the inheritance as far as growing that. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to live off the stocks or anything like that, trying to keep that for the kids. I might use some of the interest off of it, et cetera. But uh, just trying to figure out the best scenario to do. I've probably got 10 more years of working in me in construction for sure. Okay. So more than likely, uh, more than likely, and I, I can run the numbers for you if I had a little bit more in, information, but yeah. more than likely the pre-tax 
retirement. So a regular IRA will make the most sense for oh. you because you're going to be making okay. less in, in retirement um, gotcha. than what you are now. So you'll be in a lower tax bracket and pay less money in taxes if you do it that way. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the other thing that you mentioned, though, that does kind of bring up an interesting question is you said that you're self-employed. Correct. Okay. So t are you paid 1099 or do you actually have your own business? Like your own I family? have my own business. I have my own business, pay my men through a payroll company, so they take care of all the taxes and stuff for me. And then I pay myself minimum wage on a weekly check. Okay. Um, it, do, do you have any interest in providing an incentive to keep those folks around and also give yourself a bigger ability to set aside for retirement? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm a small company, and the guys are faithful. I've had one or two of them pass away this year because they're close to my age. But uh, okay. plan on keeping the company going, going to slow down a little bit. But uh, I can do anything I can for myself. I know you all talked before about certain uh, retirement things as a self-employed, but I've never had that access to excess money after my jobs per se to do anything like that. Okay. I'm hoping okay. now that my, if I pay my mortgage off, I've been paying my mortgage is only like a thousand, but I've been paying two and three thousand for the last year and a half to try and get this thing paid down. Okay. So I could be putting that money towards something. All right. Then it it might make sense to take a deeper look at that then. Um, okay. What what I would say there is, um, it, in order to go into the level of detail, I need to go to to say whether or not that makes sure. sense. <laughs> that that's going right. to more, take more than what I can do on a radio show. So yeah, um, no problem. No take down my number so right now. <laughs> sure. I will do that for sure. And like I said, I've listened to y'all for years. And uh, I figured I was going to have to do something once my mom passed. The Lord let her live to 95. So uh, that was a blessing. But I'm just trying not to rush anything. But I don't want to drag my feet either. Like I said, mm -hmm. I've got to split all this, all my mom's uh, property and money and uh stocks and everything with my brother 50-50 and mm -hmm. he's in pretty bad health so I got to do all the leg work and the paperwork and everything like that. <laughs> it's very stressful. <laughs> all right. Well, I what I can say for sure as far as, you know, off the top, make sure you reestablish your emergency savings. You guys yep. do have the ability to put aside into the a traditional IRA. You have some other options that you might want to explore as well. And then for your brother, um, if you're doing a lot of stuff for him, does he have you appointed as his power of attorney? I'm not sure. I'd have to check with him on that and find out. Okay. Um, that might be something, if he's not necessarily in the best of health, that might be something important for him to think about. If he doesn't okay. have one already, is appointing a power of attorney. And it, truthfully, that's something that everybody should have um, ready to go because we never know when we won't be able to, to respond or take care of something. And if you don't have uh, somebody that can you know, take care of the bills, et cetera, if you can't act, then right. that could cause some problems. So um, I would definitely look at that for him, for sure, and, and also for you and your spouse if, if you guys don't have a power, uh, power of attorney for each other. Okay. Or not. Uh, let me ask one more quick question. As far yes, as doing the IRAs, if I set one up, uh, do I need to rush to get 19 done by the end of 219, or does that go over until your tax return for in April 15th or whatever? Do I need to go ahead and do that now? Does that give me anything to rush it within the next three weeks? And so with the, anybody uh, hurt me as far as an IRA? It, it won't. It, with an IRA, you can make contributions up through the end of your tax filing deadline. 
So if you normally uh, if you normally extend, then you would have all the way until um, October 15th to get yours done. Um, if you don't do extensions, then obviously it's the April 15th deadline. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm gonna try and take what cash that I got on my mom's uh, inheritance to try and take that cash right now, replenish my emergency fund, and do something with an IRA so I could basically put fourteen thousand in for 2019 for me and my wife. Correct. Cor- correct. Okay. All right, then. So I sure appreciate it. Absolutely. I hope we answered your question. And like I said, uh, give give me a call during the week if you want if you need to sure. explore some of the other stuff. It's nine zero four. Two nine six, one one two seven. All right, thank you very much, and y'all have a merry Christmas. Hey, you as well. Be good. God bless. Thank you. All right, perfect. So we got to take a short information timeout, Gene. When we come back, we'll pick you up. I do appreciate your patience. Smart Money Time is ten forty nine. You're listening to WOKV one hundred four point five Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is Smart Money, and lines are open. So make sure you give us a call at eight five five seven six five one zero four five and bring those financial questions. Again, that number is eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Did you know? All right. So this part is almost like a two part question. So why is Black Friday called Black Friday? But also, what is a business to expect from a revenue perspective? So how much of their sales is actually uh, accounted for in the year based off of holiday shopping? I don't know. Well, we're going to have to find out after the break. Jacksonville, welcome back to 104.5 WOKB. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is Smart Money and lines are open. So give us a call at 855-765-1045 and bring those financial questions. Again, that number is 855-765-1045. Smart Money time is 1055 and did you know? All right, so going back to the wonderful Black Friday. So Black Friday just talks about how businesses uh, essentially had no losses. Um, so everything was in the in the green, per se, but they called it black just because that's what it was uh, from an accounting perspective. And then overall, people spend about 30%, uh, or I shouldn't say they spend, the businesses get about 30% of their actual retail sales on the year in the holiday season. So it's usually a huge, huge ramp up for this process. Um, and about 46% of all holiday shopping occurs online. I think this year it's probably going to be somewhere around 70. So, you know, a lot of things going on, but uh, ultimately businesses thrive at this year. So, you know, we'll see how everything plays out next year when they all report their numbers. Um, but, yeah, so huge, huge time of year for businesses. I was close. I thought it was 20%. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, during the break, we actually had a quick off-air question before I bring Gene on, and that was, why put inheritance into an IRA? Isn't that money already tax-free to the recipient? The answer to that, at least in the state of Florida, some states have inheritance taxes. The answer to that is yes, uh, it is tax-free money. It's not about saving on taxes on that inheritance, though. By adding money to an IRA, you're actually sheltering some of your income from your job. So that's why that still does make a lot of sense, because you're still decreasing your income in that current year. Um, now, Gene, uh, at St. Mary's, with a question on the stimulus package. Gene, how are you doing today? 
I'm great. How are you guys doing? Well, it's doing well. Beautiful, beautiful Saturday. How about yourself? Yes, it is. I'm peachy keen like a jelly bean, <laughs> mighty mean and really lean. But I don't know about the lean part. But my question is uh, the stimulus package, the first stimulus. Um, mm-hmm. I was supposed to get around a couple of thousand bucks. I got 200 bucks because the government used my tax report, uh, tax form from the wrong year. Um, they used it from 2018 instead of 2019 because I didn't file it until to April 15th. So the money had come out. It's going to be about $1,800. My, uh, my buddy, who is a financial planner up in Pennsylvania, which does have an inheritance tax, Georgia doesn't, um, said I should get it. But he has no idea if I will get it, how I get it, or if I just lose it. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I do. So based on how the uh, how that stimulus payment, uh, how that stimulus check payment was written uh, when it was passed, it is an advanced tax credit, which means if you didn't get the full advanced amount, then when you go to file your taxes for 2020, you should get the remainder. Aha. That's what he thought, too. That's OK. So I I will get some benefit and that that was mine right you're just yours just came a lot later in the year courtesy of the fact that they went off of 18 if you hadn't already filed 19 taxes okay okay well you've allayed my fears um i'm glad i called and asked you guys because i've been thinking about this a little bit and um Thank you very much, guys. I I really enjoy your show. I listen to it every Saturday. And oh, um, thank you, Gene. Thank you, guys. Provide a real service. Yes. And uh, Merry Christmas, fellas. So uh, and Merry Christmas. A great season. Hey, Merry yeah. Christmas to you. Indeed. Thank you. Phil. I do know that one probably helped a lot of folks because you're definitely not the only yeah. one that that only received part of it, uh, if any at all. There are some folks that, in based on 18, would not have qualified. So okay. That's yeah. going to help a lot. <laughs> okay. All Wonderful. Right. Well, yes. Thank God. you very much, guys. Hey, absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. We have Buddy from Jacksonville with a rollover from a retirement plan. Buddy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Hey, it's a beautiful Saturday. Me? I can't. Yeah, we can hear you. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Anyway, uh, what I was calling about, I have a, uh, my wife and I are both retired. We have pensions and Social Security, uh, but I had another uh, job that I had where I had a retirement also, and uh, it wasn't that long, but it uh, accumulated about $80,000 in an uh, investment account that I just uh, left in that investment account because there was not that much of a charge for it, that kind of thing. Uh, the, reco- the return on that has been, you know, over 5%. Uh, it's been it's a low to medium uh, uh, risk uh, tolerance on it, and uh, with things that are going on right now in the market, I'm not sure if I should leave it in that uh, investment account or move it into money market or something. Uh, we're both in our late uh, 60s, and uh, you know we don't need that money. To, uh, we were just going to spread it out over several years so we didn't have to take a big of a tax uh, hit when we took it out. Okay. Okay. So. So we're just trying to figure out what you. Should we leave it in there, move it to money markets, uh, 
I just don't want to lose anything, you know, or, you know, take a chance of losing, you know, a lot of your money and uh, crash with the market or anything like that. Well, I love your question. And do you mind if I carry you over the break into the next segment so that, sure. so that I can give you a more detailed answer? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. All, All right. right. Perfect. Well, we've uh, <clears throat> we've come up to the end of the first hour. Holy cow. Where did the first half of this day go? So we got to take that information time out. You are listening to 104.5 WKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. Smart Monday time is 1101. And remember, lines are open, so give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045 with those financial questions. We're going to bring you up to date Fox National News, local weather and traffic patterns. But first, did you know? All right, Mike. So where was the world's most expensive Christmas tree, and how much did it actually cost? Random guess, Rockefeller Center. I'm going to go with 20 grand. Woo, you way off. The but- Griswold's house, and it went for $144,000. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because rooms are expensive. Yes, they are. <laughs> you're, going, you're going hot on the Google there, huh? Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, we'll find out after the break. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing things that matter most to you. Local experts answering your questions. Call 855-765-1045. That's 855-765-1045. Now, smart money on 104.5 WOKV. Now, here's your hosts, Mike Ellis and Corey Schrader. Jacksonville, welcome back to 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. You're listening to Smart Money Live, Hour 2, on this gorgeous Saturday morning. If you're just joining us, we hope that you can stay with us for the full second hour. Right before the break, we had Buddy with a question on rolling over a retirement plan from a previous employer. But before we bring him back on, of course, did you know? All right, so before the break, we were asking uh, just a couple of Christmas fun facts, and I asked, what was the most expensive tree, and where was it? So, here's wait, wait, where... Wait, 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 wait. I, I got to guess. Is it, is it the Charlie Brown Christmas tree and the yes. licensing deal from when CBS sold <laughs> the rights to ABC and Disney Corp? Does it become the Charlie Brown Christmas tree? Yes. Well, now I, now I got to look that up, because... Uh, yeah, you, or you could even argue the elf tree that Will Ferrell jumped on to put the uh, <laughs> the star on the top. I'm sure that's carrying some money, too. Um, no, sorry, the most expensive Christmas tree, although artificial, <laughs> was actually in the uh, Emirates Palace Hotel in Abu Dhabi, United Emirates. Bah humbug. It, <laughs> it was 43 feet tall. It was over $11 million. Uh, $10,000 was the tree. However, they did have $10.5 million in jewels, uh, 181 diamonds, pearls, emeralds, sapphires, and all the loveliness that comes with it. And they had four security guards constantly monitoring it uh, to make sure no one walked off with this thing. So, yeah. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger and better, baby. So, yeah. yeah. Jewels as ornaments, huh? Yes, sir. That's how they roll over there. Right. Mo money, mo money, mo money. Mo well, they're also rolling around in Lamborghinis and Maseratis and all that other stuff yeah, in the desert. So I guess that's what you get when you're one of the largest oil-producing nation, uh, nations in the in the world. So yeah, I can see that. If I may quote Pink, sometimes it bees like that. 
It bees <laughs> like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we had Buddy before the break, Buddy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Corey take a crack at this one because I realized I've been talking most of the show today. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all, all right. good, but. But yeah, so buddy, again, just because we just came back from the break, uh, just rephrase again, just your overall concerns. I know you were talking about, you know, do you move from to to cash and those kind of things, but what what are you really trying to trying to understand? Well, I want to. I, I'm not really sure that leaving it in the uh, investment account where it's you know low to medium uh, uh, risk uh, tolerance. Mm-hmm. be the thing to do at my age. Do I want to go through another downturn in the market and wait on the recovery? I mean, I'm not going to be around to wait on the recovery, you know? Right. Uh, or if I were to move it into something that would just be fixed and I wouldn't have to worry about it and I would not lose my principal or anything at that point, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just need to – I'm trying to decide what to do with it as far as that goes. I, I don't sure. need the money right now. We were going to spread it out over several years just to kind of take out some each year so we didn't put ourselves in a – much higher tax bracket by taking it all out somewhere, you know, one time. We didn't we don't want to do that. Right, right. Well and, and you you have what what I like to call a hyper complex question. Um, because there's there's a lot of things going on here. The first thing I would tell you from a income or even tax perspective is is you could even move the account um, to another account and pay no taxes. Uh, essentially what you're more focused on right now is just the investments themselves. So, you know, ultimately, you know, this question is really specific to you in the sense of, as I try to tell everyone, there's no blanket statement that I could say or Mike could say that would answer this question because there's a lot of things that goes into it in the sense of, you know, do you foresee yourself needing to use the money down the road? Is it going to your next generation? I mean, there's a lot of little nuanced things to answer in your question. So, Initially, are you currently working right now, or are you currently retired? Uh, no, we're re- we're both retired, and uh, you know we're on uh, pensions and Social Security. We're in our late sixties, and uh, okay. you know we're not going to be working anywhere. We're just going to spread the money out over time. If we want to buy a new car, if we want to do something sure. else to pay for it that way, uh, to use those funds. But you know, I yeah. can leave it in the investment account and move it into a uh, mutual fund, uh, not a mutual fund, but a uh, Money market. If I wanted to do that, to sure. make it a little more secure, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to pay any fees or anything to leave it when that investment account and move it to uh, money markets. So, right, I right. just want to go somewhere where it's safe and not have to pay. You know, uh, I know I can move it into out of the investment account, move it over, and put it into CDs somewhere and that kind of thing. Sure. You know? But uh, yeah, and and, really and here's 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 the here's the overall thought, and I'll just I'll I'll ask a quick question to keep it simple. So. With your sure. pensions, your Social Security, is that covering all of your essential expenses and your extra money, all your extra fund money? Yeah. yeah okay. We don't have to do anything. We don't, need to, we don't need to take this money out to do anything with it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you plan on, and I hopefully you know, we'll keep it amb- ambiguous here, any, any legacy or planning you know, hopes down the road that you, know, you, you, you have on the, on the mind? Yeah, but there's nothing that would uh, affect this money. This is kind of our play money that we're going to spend for the year. Okay. So here's here's the thing, and and this is where I talk to people all the time when we sit down with them and say there's two logic there's two answers here. There's a logical inflation taxation things that are going to just eat at your money 
if you go hyper conservative, there's there's a, a logical concern to be overly conservative, uh, but there's also a logical concern to be overly aggressive. And that's where the peace of mind answer comes in where, you know what, I don't want to deal with this nonsense anymore. I don't care what happens with Congress, with the president. I just don't want to see my money get chewed up. And I just feel more comfortable putting it in cash, right, where I know it's not going to fluctuate. So what I would tell you is, is, and this is my own personal take on it, there's the answer somewhere in the middle. And, you know, to look at your investments and say, you know, maybe I bucket this thing out where I preserve 70% of the money and put it in something very defensive that's more bond-driven, that's more certain, and then I take the remaining 20, 30% or whatever the number is and use that for longer term growth. So even if that thing fluctuates, you, you say, well, it's only 30% of the money. So even if it drops 10%, that's really only a 3% fluctuation across the entire account, which I can deal with. But I'm not sacrificing something 10, 15 years down the road because I just don't want to deal with it today because things could get better tomorrow. So, you know, this is why we tell everyone your planning is very important around this and helping you understand what is important. That's why I asked about legacy, charitable. Uh, you know, do you just want to buy a car and pay cash? Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, we don't like to use a lot of adjectives. And you've probably heard us say this if you heard the show. We don't talk about conservative, aggressive. Um, but we try to help people manage their money through actual risk return metrics, more of an actual Real numbers, um, real numbers I would say. Yeah. So what I'd say is, is if, if you want if you want a second look at where you're currently positioned to see, are you actually aggressive or are you actually where you need to be? Um, give us a give us a call. I mean, we're happy to look at the, the investments with you and say, hey, you know, you may feel like you're aggressive, but honestly, you're probably in the right place, given what you're trying to accomplish. Or we could say conversely, you know what? You're right. You don't have to deal with it based off your situation. Let's just look at something that's way more defensive and make sure that you don't get taken by, you know, high costs like an annuity or, you know, penalize yourself in some capacity by taxes by moving that money. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I have an option within the investment fund to move to some uh, bonds or something else like that if, if I want to move either all a portion of it. Yep. So, yes. You know. And and it's and it's a personal decision. That's why I try to tell everyone, listen, at the end of the day, it's it's what you're trying to get out of it. The only thing we look for is, is where's your blind spots and is there just a better way to do it? Uh, maybe you know a little bit more safer than what you are doing so that's why i said if, if you're want us to take a look at it give us a call at the office uh it's 296-1127 and we're happy to do that um you know or if you're currently working with someone just you know hopefully make sure they're uh, a fiduciary and they're looking out for your best interest uh because that's that's a huge huge thing all right well i appreciate your help yeah hopefully it was helpful thank you all right all right god bless Thanks, buddy. Bless, buddy. Take care. All right, so we got to take a quick information timeout here, folks. You're listening to 104.5 WOKV. That's Jacksonville's news and talk. Smart money time is 11:19. Don't forget those lines are open. So give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. Did you know? All right, so we're talking again a little bit about the holidays. What was or what is the number of Santa letters that were mailed and from how many different countries? Mm, Two billion and 180 countries. 
Wait, wait. Two billion. How many people are on the planet? Eight. Okay. So you think a quarter of the population and eight different countries? Eighty different. Uh, a hundred and eighty different countries. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. All right. Well, you're close on one of them. We'll find out after the break. Jacksonville. Welcome back to 104.5 WOKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. You're listening to Smart Money and lines are open. That magical number is 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. Smart Money time is 1124 and did you know? All right, so uh, as far as the letters going to Santa, 1.2 million letters went out from 126 different countries, uh, and France actually received the most letters addressed to Santa Claus. So pretty crazy. Not as high as uh, as 2 billion, but uh, you know, not as <laughs> high, I guess, as 180 countries either. So there's not a lot of people. Yeah, you said but, yeah. I was close. I'm not, so I'm there you go. <laughs> so I take it the Postal Service is forwarding these to the uh, – uh, famous French Santa Chalet. <laughs> chalet, the chalet, yes. Of global goods distributions, got to have multiple outlet sites, a couple of storage warehouses, a, a few, you know, uh, a few distribution points. Bezos had to learn this from somebody, right? <laughs> Maybe that's right. Where he got it from. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect! Oh um, my goodness! So, yeah. I, I actually, I actually did want to piggyback off of uh, off of something from from Buddy, your conversation with Buddy a little while ago. Um, all too often, a couple of sure. things get forgotten in retirement planning, uh, and one of those big ones is long term medical costs. Um, so, while your pension, Social Security, might cover uh, a lot of your regular expenses and whatnot, too often that gets forgotten. Um, the average person is going to carry about 250000 in medical expenses over their, over their retirement time period. Um, now, part of that is going to be covered by Medicare, but not all of it. So you more than mm-hmm. likely will be using part of that, even though you think right now, hey, I've got everything covered with what's there. You're still going to need that to grow. And by the way, there's that bugger called inflation that's going to, that's going to impact you heavily if you're all cash. Um, when we look at your yep. asset allocation, your your formal written plan for how to tackle these things, one of the things that that's an unfortunate truth is over a long time period, when we're talking you know, 15, 20 years, cash is the safest way to lose money because of inflation and taxes. Yep. So you got to have that those growth assets in there to combat that, or you'll find yourself in a in a pail of hot water real quick. Um, very simple example: How much did a 1,800 square foot house cost in the 70s? Probably a pretty nice one would have been in the 50 grand range. Can you do that now? Now. Yeah. Yeah. And and medical inflation is much higher than regular inflation anyway. So you know it's. That's why we continue to say there's a threat in being ultra conservative um, and having a plan and, and addressing that is very, very important because, you know, especially you go back to the 90s, even shoot early 2000s, you were making, what, five, six percent in a money market. So 
maybe you're making some money. Now you're at half a percent, not even. Um, so you really, really got to watch out for that. And that's why I said, you know, it's it's good to have peace of mind, but you still got to make sure you're you're watching out those long terms like you were talking about. So yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Now we've got uh, Carl from Jacksonville with a follow-up question one of our previous calls. Carl, how are you? Great. Hey, just uh, two things. Number one, point of correction. Contributions to an IRA or Roth IRA, the deadline will be April 15th of the following year. There is no extension on contributions to IRA accounts. The only exception was this year when you had till July 15th to make a 2019 contribution. I thought if you were self-employed and you had the extension, you could do it up until then. Or am I thinking uh, of just the yeah. simple and SEP IRAs? Uh, you're thinking of the SEP IRAs. Gotcha. I, th- I thought I thought you told the the gentleman, uh, the construction guy, that it was uh, IRA or Roth IRA for him and his wife. You have the right. seven thousand dollars for so that's that will be April fifteenth. Uh, the second thing I was just going to mention, uh, you had a subsequent caller talking about the uh, stimulus payment that he didn't get enough based on his two thousand eighteen tax return. Yes. Uh, and you're absolutely correct. The, when he does his 2020 tax return, that will be reconciled, and he can make a claim if he is due any, any further monies. Uh, now, there are two exceptions to maybe why his payment was reduced. Number one, income limitations, maybe he made mm-hmm. too much money. Or number two, he had past due child support payments. Oh, uh, that's one so I didn't that, know about. That, that could have been two reasons, but... Uh, if if it was in fact unfairly reduced, then when he files his 2020 return, like you said, uh, he he should be able to recoup that and get that back. Well, perfect, I, Carl. I definitely appreciate the correction on the uh, on the April 15th deadline piece. Uh, obviously, it sounds like. Are you a CPA? I'm a tax preparer. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. So that's definitely your area of expertise. Thank <laughs> you for correcting that for me. <laughs> You're very much welcome. Keep up the good work, guys. Hey, perfect. Right, thanks. Thanks for the Bye-bye. thanks for the call. God bless. Sure thing. Bye bye. All right, and then Bubba from Callahan, Lot J, and School Tax. Yeah. Bubba, how are you today? Uh, I'm cold, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. It's Florida. It's not supposed to be like well, this. You're up in Georgia, though. Yeah. <laughs> South Georgia. Well, guys, uh, yeah. I don't live in Duval County, but uh, I've got two daughters, and you know, I got family and friends that live in Duval County. Mm-hmm. And I know. They just passed the tax bill with a, to improve the schools, which I agree with that. I, you know, I didn't have no problem with that. I do have a problem that Lot J over there doesn't yep. concern me. Doesn't concern me. My daughters call me for advice all the time, and uh, it seems like to me that's a waste of money because they can't even get a, a, a football team that can win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that cuts I, me deep. I was gonna say that that one's not. But as... Where's the lie? I uh, know. <laughs> Speaking that, of football teams, I'd like to give oh, a Lord. shout out to our listeners in Knoxville today, coming. as we have our uh, Tennessee Volunteers Appreciation Day going on. I think the Gators oh. will win that one. Also known as the day that the Gators clinched the SEC. Happy yes. Bubba. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wa- I'm waiting on Alabama myself. Ooh, that one's going to be interesting. I- I've got very uh, interesting. I've got my Vir- Virginia Tech face-off with Clemson and Virginia Tech today, so that's what I'm looking for. That Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would probably put my money on Clemson. 
I, I appreciate hey, that. <laughs> to, me, to me, I'm hoping Clemson uh, loses one because I'd have moved to Florida up. They did win. They did lose one. Oh, Clemson lost one. Yeah, we lost to uh, to Notre Dame. Ooh, go yeah. Irish. Yes. Yep. Beautiful I day. Know that. Yep. We I'm lost not to even Notre Catholic, Dame. and that was exciting. We lost to Notre <laughs> Dame because all of our um, a lot oh, of here we go. Here we go. They were there out we with COVID. There we they go. were out with COVID. They got kicked out of the game with with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Had nothing to do with with Sunshine sitting on the sidelines with COVID. I hear you. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Anyways, but anyway, so yes. Well, guys, I want to wish y'all Merry Christmas. Uh, I still didn't hear no comments about that Lot J. What do y'all think? <laughs> Lot Lot J. Yeah. Been a mess for a very long time, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like Jack Jacksonville is going to change that anytime soon. There's well, supposed to be a vote I mean, about that with the uh, before the city council on like Tuesday, isn't there? Yep. Yeah, I was just there looking is. looking at it. So yeah, they're talking about giving Shot all kinds of incentives for that. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how Wednesday plays out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the city spending money again. What are you going to do? So get rid get rid of the mayor, which is last term anyway. I think yeah. Probably a good start. <laughs> I was going to say stand in line with a hand out, but uh, apparently that's not how that works. Or, I already paid off or my maybe student I'm just loans. In the wrong line. <laughs> I already paid off my student loans. <laughs> so I'm going to move. I'm going to move from uh, Callahan to uh, Folkson in about a week and register to vote so I can vote for the two Republicans. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I'd to give y'all a kick. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Because oh, remember, allegedly, uh, a Florida attorney said that, and now he's under investigation. So, you know, hashtag yeah, allegedly. Hey, I, I heard Mark Mark Casio. I listened to him, too. He, he's filed a lawsuit against one of those, uh, what do you call those people that uh, said his show was uh, being prejudiced against some of, I don't know, making false statements. Uh, there's yeah. been a lot of that going around here recently. Yeah, I got, I got kicked off of Facebook. I got put in jail for 24 hours. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I made a I made a kind of derogatory uh, remark about uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Uh, anyway, it's funny. I can't it's funny I can't repeat it on the radio, but anyway. <laughs> well, they, they, I put, they put me in a jailhouse for twenty four hours. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, we we don't want Cox uh, Cox Media Group to put us in the jailhouse for something that gets said. So I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all have a merry right. Christmas. I'll check back with y'all later. All right. Hey, God Sounds bless. Good, God All bless. Right, that that story bye. about Lot J should be unfolding Tuesday after the uh, city council yeah. vote, so we should be covering that Tuesday evening. And of course, we'll have all the updates here on WOKV come Wednesday. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, sir. No, bye, all right. Bye, bye. Perfect. Well, we got to take an information timeout. We kind of got going a little bit there on that Lot J business, which is, like I said, it's been a problem for a while. We had a so public call. Priorities. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. We got uh, we got to take an information timeout. You're listening to Smart Money on 104.5. That's WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Smart Money time is 11:34. Lines are still open, so give us a call and call now at 855-765-1045 and bring those financial questions. Again, that's 855-765-1045. We're going to bring you up to date Fox National News, local weather and traffic patterns, but first. Did, did you know? All right, so what is the biggest gift item that's given out every single year? So, Socks. It's nah. socks. The latest edition of the Sony PlayStation. 
<laughs> yeah, right, only yes. if you go to Burger King. Anybody that knows Scotty, that's his wish list, apparently. So, hey, yes. speak it, be it, man. Will it, it be? It, will it indicate? I hear you. So, yeah. Well, we'll have to find out after the break. Jacksonville, welcome back to 104.5 WOKV. That's Jacksonville's News and Talk. You're listening to Smart Money and lines are open. That number is 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. Call and call now with those financial questions. Always remember, those questions help many more than just yourselves. So, do give us a call. Once again, that number is 855-765-1045. Or you can email us at smartmoney at maddenadvisory.com. Yep. Did you know? Yeah, so what are, what are people buying? Um, well, they're buying a lot of clothing and accessories or the old socks and underwear. So about 50. <laughs> so, yeah, about 50. It comes in at like 58.6 or, or whatever. But it is a close, close race uh, as the gift card <laughs> does come in as a close second. And then just after that comes in at toys. So, so for the most part, people are buying a lot of clothing and accessories. And, you know, a lot of people just don't know what to buy people. So they'll get them gift cards. And, of course, lastly, get somebody a toy. And you know what gift cards are great for? Buying, a buying clothes. You can use those towards the purchase price of a Sony PlayStation 5. <laughs> if you can if you can find one and you're not getting gouged. Well, there, there are lots of online retailers who will have them in stock after the major holiday rush. Uh, yeah. You know, supply and demand, so the, the whole supply thing, huh? thing is limited right now. But, yeah, gift cards is a, a, a great way to say, hey, I love you. I respect your independence and autonomy of choices, and I know you're looking forward to having a Sony PlayStation 5, so here's a little bit of something that can go towards <laughs> Man, that. somebody is pitching awful hard. I know, right? And Scotty's <laughs> phone number directly is, Who, go for me? it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If you'd like to contribute to the Sony PlayStation 5 fund, you can call. <laughs> My Venmo account is. one yeah, exactly. You've been had. What? Yeah, right. You've been had. And you get a free car warranty. There you go. <laughs> offer valid yesterday yeah right oh my goodness so oh boy oh boy oh boy so i don't know I'm, you can listen you can have your sony playstation i just want this santa claus rally like we normally get in the market that'll make me very happy and make a lot of others happy which i i feel like is going to happen this year i really do i've seen a lot of uh news articles that said that that got Largely pulled forward with how great November was and all of this stuff. I don't yeah. think they're bring in everything, though, those folks that are saying nah. that. Nah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, savings rates through the roof right now, so all that money is about to get purged. So I'm, I'm excited. And yes. I know I know when I went to Orlando, I swear I was like swipe-a-palooza. I felt like I hadn't spent money in seven months. So it was like, oh, you want that? Oh, sure, swipe. You want that? Oh, yeah, baby, you can get whatever you want. There you go. You know, you can satisfy all of that urge all at one time. <laughs> oh, Lord. A simple economic purchase. Of? Oh, sorry, PlayStation, PlayStation 5. 5. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, – you're, you're – so on black like on Black Friday, right? Uh, I was producing the morning show that day, and um, the big story for retailers was that there were a lot of people that were out there trying to find the, the hot new electronics. There was a new Xbox out, the PlayStation, and right. so forth. And people are getting some of the other old standbys, you know, the big TVs, the new computers, things like that. All sorts of de decent uh, discounts going on for electronics, but the big object to get 
and the one in such limited demand was the Sony PlayStation 5. There were people waiting outside of places like uh, Walmart and Big Lots and so forth, only to find out that they didn't even have them in stock at the stores. They were only online. And they had stood in line for hours to find this out 30 minutes before the store even opened. Uh They were out of luck. Meanwhile, the go-to places here in town were like a couple of GameStop locations. Yeah. And there was a, a family that had been in line since Wednesday evening Jeez. waiting for the opportunity to get in there and get that. And one story in particular had to do with the location that only had two PlayStation 5s. And, wow. You know, just a, a crowd full of people. But fortunately, the the young man whose family had waited since Wednesday was able to score that. So a very nice. Merry Christmas to that guy. Yeah, it, was, right? it was like the ongoing story. And it wasn't just locally here in Jacksonville. That was like the it's big everywhere, object. everywhere. Yeah, that was the yeah. big object this uh, week. That, well, what, what's, what's, now, the what, funny thing is, I, so I just for fun hopped on eBay real quick. Um, if you wanted to find one, they are out there. They just cost you about $1,600. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, the sticker price is, is about 500 500 yeah it's it's so two years ago i wanted a uh, or three years ago i wanted a ps4 so i stood in line overnight at best buy and i'm, I'm waiting for my ticket as they're walking around to get one of these things and and I, i'm like why haven't i gotten a ticket this is just weird and i was waiting in line probably for i don't know 10 12 hours it was 20 degrees and it was actually cold that year i get in there there's a mountain of these things i'm like this is just not right <laughs> I was like, someone should have told me ahead of time. <laughs> so I was like, it was the complete opposite for me. But um, so, yeah, so okay. I need a PS5. I find it interesting <laughs> how the uh, the object of the year rotates from year to year also because it wasn't that long ago when all the rage was a Tickle Me Elmo doll. I was going to say yeah. that. And it or, wasn't that long ago when the object to get was a Furby. Or a Power Ranger. Oh I, I worked I worked at Kmart when the Power Ranger was popular. I've seen people just throwing bows. <laughs> trying to fight over these things, man. It was crazy. Let me well, tell you something. So the Furbies? Oh, yeah. as hell. Oh, was, oh yeah, they are. Hi, Scott. I had one of those. <laughs> so I had like a, a – I bought into all this because, you know, the, the wife wanted it. and, and what. Oh, you know, sure, the wife and, wanted it. So, uh-huh. so, yeah, so <laughs> score the Furby. And these things are sitting on the shelf for like two years staring at uh-huh. each other, doing nothing. And yep. then out of the blue in the middle of the night one night, they just started talking to each other. Uh, that is part, awesome. Part of me is I'm like, doing it. oh, cool, I dig this. The other part of me is like, okay, I'm living in my own Amityville horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. But you know yeah. what won't creep you out like that? A Sony PlayStation uh, 5. You're really trying hard. Is she listening today? Is that what's going she, on? Yeah, she we're, must be listening. We're divorced for 11 years now. Oh, so no. I don't care if she's listening. Uh, it's But if she is, no a PlayStation that. 5 would be nice to share. Uh, no, the, the only gift that she could give me in that case would be the continued absence from my life. Oh, uh, okay. However, <laughs> if any of my immediate friends and family are listening. Game on. Preferably on Sony PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so as it, so we have no callers. Is that what I'm getting at? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm okay. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, anyways, well, I will say this though, everyone, we are coming towards the end of the year. So, if you remember, the RMDs have been suspended. So, public service announcement. So, if if you were thinking about taking it, as most people do in December, uh, you don't have to take it this year. Um, so just be aware of that. And then the other side of it is, is if you do want to start taking it, um, guess what? You're running out of time. 
so you got to make sure, and I'll tell you, if you're at a big brokerage house, they are crowded this time of year. So if you can get it early. Yeah, if you can get it done this week or next week, you may get it done, like a Roth conversion or, or things like that. Another little planning consideration on that. If you know you're going to have a big expenditure next year and you had previously decided you did not want to take your RMD this year, uh, you might want to double-check that thought because you can spread out the tax load. If you know you're going to have a big big expenditure next year, take a little bit of it out this year, a little bit out of it uh, next year. That way you're not feeling the hurt all in one year. Another thing is if you haven't already and you're on Medicare, it is open enrollment time, and you're running out of time pretty quick. So uh, even the folks that are getting onto the uh, the healthcare.gov exchange, um, that deadline is December 31st. So uh, make sure that you're checking your policies. Make sure that you've got the one that has all your doctors, your prescriptions, the most effective cost for you, uh, and you know that's all stuff that obviously we look at uh, year to year. One of the things that I have found is a lot of folks that are first starting out on Medicare, they don't know some of the ins and outs. And each year, your coverages will change. So, yep. so particularly if you're on medications, you got to pay close attention to that policy because what's covered one year might not be covered by your policy the next year. So you really got to double check all that stuff. Um, it's not uncommon to have a new plan almost every year. It stinks, but that is the Medicare system and how it works. So mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely want to get in on that if you haven't already, because you are running out of time. Uh, we got. What else? Let's see. It's also open enrollment for folks that are still employed. So if you haven't looked at your employee benefits, then might want to take a look there as well. Um, have you, if you have the option to do an HSA, have a bit of extra money? Have you set that up? Have you checked your health care coverages through your employer? Have you checked your contributions to your retirement accounts? Uh, there's a lot of little things that uh, that you can be tidying up before the end of the year to make sure you're set and good to go moving into 2021, because next year should be a better year than this year. <laughs> Not pretty low bar. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, there's there's just always a lot of things to be be considering this year. And of course, you know, we we do potentially have a shift in. The presidential regime, which, of course, comes by way of taxation. What I will tell you is, is as of right now, next year's tax brackets and such are all still the same. So there's nothing really to be concerned about there. However, to Mike's point, like if there's some wiggle room and you have, a, you know, 20, 30,000 between where you're at now and the next tax bracket and you do have a big purchase next year, you have more wiggle room than if you take that big lump sum next year. So it's definitely something to consider. Uh, so talk to your tax professional, your financial advisor, to be able to handle all those kind of things. But so I think what else? What else are we missing? Well, of course, there's that uh, one other thing that I did want to touch on. But uh, let me ask, Scott, did, um, do we have to take a break? I don't, I don't remember if we had the 11:45 one. No, we're done. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the one thing that um, that I would say is oh wait, my bad. Next... Yeah, we do, but oh. that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, can we lump it into the end of the show? 
Sure. Okay. Um, one thing that I will say going into next year, I know a lot of folks are paying a, a heck of a lot of attention to what's going on in Georgia right now with these runoff elections. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we are paying hyper close attention to it, but uh, probably for a little bit different reason than, than a lot of folks are. Um, it would be wonderful to come out with the Senate looking the same way that it did going into election season. 52 Republicans, 48 Democrats, and two independents. Because uh, that means you have that fully split Congress and no new tax laws, no new, um, no getting rid of the filibuster, none of that stuff. But what happens if somehow both of those runoff races go to the Democrats? Then what? You're looking at a 50-50 split in the Senate at that point, which means the mm -hmm. vice president, whoever it ultimately is, once the Electoral College is done, um, that becomes the tiebreaker. So any of those policies that make it through the House would potentially be drawn to a vote. Now, here's the fun part that everybody seems to forget about. We're going to get rid of the filibuster. I filibuster your move to get rid of the filibuster. Vote it out. Mm -hmm. Where's that 60-vote requirement, baby? Yep. So it's still too narrow for the Democrats to do whatever the heck they want. Um, it does put a risk there, but you still have things in place that our founding fathers were, gen were genius in keeping their ears open uh, and thinking ahead. Um, you know, a lot was laid on their heart <clears throat> in terms of the the structure and foundation of our founding principles and, and our laws. Um, they foresaw a lot of things and put a lot of measures in place to make sure you couldn't change America overnight. Um, our entire governmental system is all about dividing power and forcing extreme compromise and slow incremental change. So that's why the filibuster there is there. It's why we have three branches of government. It's why the president can't just run roughshod over everything. Um, he's got a certain amount of power to appoint, basically within existing laws, but he can't write his own. Um, it, it's it, there's a reason why all those things are there, and we're seeing it in real time. Um, so when it comes to next year, there's, like I said, I, I'm not ultimately hyper-concerned because of what this election did say. We saw what should have been a blue wave by everybody's thoughts. Didn't happen. By all the polls. And the American people came out and said, no, shut up, sit down, take your, your socialist stuff and go stuff it back in the dark corner of your closet. We don't want to hear it. And that's why the Democrats have a, the narrowest lead in, I, I can't even remember how many decades, the narrowest lead in the House. And it's why the Senate stayed roughly the same coming out of this election. Um, like I said, vote's still out on the presidential piece until the Electoral College is done. But by and large, I'm not feeling too bad about it next year. How about yourself? Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, there's so many things that are in place to keep all that from happening. It's it makes sense. Um, you know, and again, from a stock market perspective, there's going to be gridlock regardless. So uh, that's why we continue to see things move higher is because 
there's just it's usually the best stock market when there's a Democratic president and a Republican Senate. Now, hear us out. We're not happy about it, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and from an end perspective, we've got to keep emotion out of a logical thing like investing. So we appreciate you listening in, Mike. I know you got something to say, but, uh, you know, everyone have a great weekend. Absolutely. Well, hey, folks, God bless you and thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you and all your calls. If nobody said they cared about you today, know that Corey, Scotty, and I do. Always remember that that most important investment that you'll ever make will never be found on a balance sheet or a statement anywhere. It's going to be that special time that you spend with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. So hopefully everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we're steaming forward towards Christmas. Um, to our American soldiers, our sailors, our Marines, our airmen and your families, our warriors, thank you and God bless you for what you do and the sacrifices that you're willing to make. You protect our American way of life and our free country. And to our first responders, our police officers, our firemen and EMTs, you and your families, thank you and God bless you guys for pro providing us with safe cities. You watch, us back, watch our backs and keep us covered while we're here at home. And you do so often at the potential risk of your lives. So thank you guys. Truly thank you. Always remember that this is a special day that was given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And make sure that you're spending some of your time, talents, and treasures to serve those around you and show them His grace. It's something that we're all called to do from the good of our hearts. Fathers, you'll never stand as tall as when you kneel in prayer and make sure you're teaching your children how to pray. You're the spiritual leader of your household and it's not going to be taught anywhere else. And always remember to stand tall with honor and respect for our flag. It is the symbol of all the sacrifices that came before to free nations, eradicate slavery, promote equality and justice, wipe away poverty, and even now, she needs us pushing forward those principles. So God bless, have a great week, and we'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.